Countrywide on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by the Irish Farmers Journal, bringing 379,000 readers the latest farming news and the best of rural Ireland weekly. We may still be in the dark evenings of midwinter, but one thing that is true about this time of year is that the draw of a warm fire is strong and it inspires recollection of events and lore buried deep in our memories. Seamus O'Rourke has a store of legends from his Leitrim youth. Among them, people half-remembered, half-remembered and mythical, is this tale of a brother and sister. I'm remembering today May and Michael Quinn, brother and sister. They were odd when there was no such thing as odd, and we were told it wasn't God that made them, but the fairies. And they never seen themselves. The mirror in the hall must have never looked back, idle as the clock that ticked the odd time and then went to bed. Their house was tired, the shelf above the sink bowing with heavy hordes of delf, the tap dripped, the drop caught in the mug, and the socks that once a week dried themselves. The Quinn's catwalk was short and dimly lit, May's hair was made from electric fence wire, a twelve-volt perm sitting on her head, a sweet old lady in gutties and socks. She took her knocks, always in layers of threadbare garments and colour, matching her brother's ensemble of light blue overalls turned underalls and carryalls, with the coat of a brown pinstripe suit. He was bald as a coot, goose-egg bald with a hat, and the cigarettes he smoked were smoked in four sittings. No better man to enjoy a quarter fag. The Quins were happy out. They divided frugal and licked the plate. They kept their faith in Jesus and some of his near relations. The stations were done one by one in Ahavilla House on Ahavilla Hill. And still, we were suspicious. May always carried the bike to the road to save the tyres. And on Sunday and holy days, she rode to Mass on a chariot of style a Ferguson 20 TVO that Michael drove, and Mary sat on her throne of boards and manure bags jammed between the mudguards and facing to the rear, back-to-back misers who would mine piss miters at Clark Cross in June. The Quins missed out on love, the good clothes never worn, kept in the trunk with the lemonade, the soap, the ponds cream for dry skin and the good china. They lived out their lives among the winds, the small fields and the bucky briars, it transpires that something there was waiting. The brother and sister were always afraid of the dark and the future and the price of things. In September 1988 at the chapel gate, May Quinn came out from the hospital to say goodbye. Her younger brother had gotten bother while she was in with a leg. He had heard a barking dog, went outside, stepped on a stray sod, turned his coat inside out and lit a fag. He was found after three days searching, of a Sunday evening, sitting, smoking, a whole fag of ash and not a budge out of him. The fairies had him. May lived four years on, and then joined her brother Michael, her mother Bridget, and her father Dan. And as we reach across this bridge of time, we remember back to when life all but rhymed. We think of May and Michael Quinn, and the fairies who took them in and added colour to their lives and ours. That was a 